This is James Montgomery, and this is the Stinger podcast. You know, when you're playing football and you hit somebody really hard and you get this, like, shot up your up your arm and your arm goes numb and it feels like, you know, you might have, like, broke it or something? Well, it's that, but it's for your ears, okay? So today, I got a couple things, okay? So I'm going to rant on coaches here in a sec. And then I'm going to talk about um, – I'm going to give you a coaches list, my coaches list, and then – I'm going to talk about the top five worst firings in the NFL, something you've never, ever heard, and I think it's solid. I think the list is solid. And then I'm going to go into my tier lists. I I just did QBs and wide receivers. I'm just going to go into that, and then I'm going to talk about the AFC West because I think it's super interesting. Uh, I just wanted to talk a couple fantasy trades real quick, things that potentially you could trade, okay? So – you got Tyreek Hill, your team's three and five, and you need a couple more players. Go trade Tyreek Hill right now for two solid players. And when I say solid, I mean like you go and you go pick up another receiver who's really good. McLaurin for Washington right now is undervalued. Go trade Tyreek Hill for McLaurin and Corderell Patterson, something like that. Corderell Patterson's a running back for the Falcons who's been on IR. He will come back, and he will produce. The coach for the Falcons is a tremendous run game coordinator. Any running back he has had, he used to be uh, Derrick Henry's offensive coordinator. Okay, Pay attention to how he runs his offense. They run the ball well. Corderell Patterson right now is on IR. A team who has McLaurin and Patterson, those are just examples. You know, know, McLaurin could be interchanged with – thinking of somebody else, you know, like a Christian Kirk or like a uh, another really solid receiver for another team, you know, um, Alave with the Saints, you know, t- guys like that who are really solid and then also a really solid back. You trade Tyreek Hill for two guys that a guy would be really willing to let go of. So that way you get two producing players and getting rid of a one, you know, really high producing player. But guess what? There's one thing you got to think about. It's getting cold. Miami plays in a division with a bunch of cold-weather teams. They're going to be going up north a lot more. Tyreek Hill's numbers will go down. They're not going to, you know, he's still going to get touches. He's still going to get targets. He's not going to be scoring 40 in December. He's not. He might, you know, he'll have some 20-point games in December, but not, you know, he's not scoring 40. So just be aware, he isn't going to produce the way he has been. And that's a good trade. The other the other trade, uh, I was talking to my brother, Tua. And a backup, like, you know, like a lower-end running back for a very good running back. Or, you know, when I say lower-end, lower-end starting running back. You know, like a DeAndre Swift or a um, somebody like that. You know, somebody who is good but isn't, like, you know, isn't carrying your team. Consider trading Tua with, you know, a a lower-end starter. And somebody who need you gotta look for somebody who needs a QB first off. And now's a good time to trade him. I don't think Tua is gonna continue to produce at a high level because it is gonna get cold. However, now's a good time to trade him. Uh as long as you have another quarterback, right? If you don't have another quarterback, don't do it. But if you if you do have another quarterback or you you have somebody you can pick up off waivers like Marcus Mariota, who's gonna run, and no matter what temperature it is, he's still gonna get you points. Just a thought. Okay. Those are a couple trade ideas that I had.
Oh yeah, and one more trade that happened earlier this week in my in my league is a guy traded his quarterback Jalen Hurts for three starters or three guys that would start for him. So he traded him for Kirk Cousins, which he has two on his bench. But I was trying to get him to trade two to a team with a you know without a quarterback, you know, get a couple good players or try try to get like a solid receiver or something. And you know he traded him for Kirk Cousins, who's a solid starter, right? Leonard Fournette. And another receiver, I'm trying to think. He, he got a receiver as well, but he got three players for, oh, yeah, it was Cortland Sutton. So guys that would start for him on his team because he had no depth. He had he has two really good starting running backs, two really good starting receivers, just didn't have anybody else. He needed players. You trade Jalen Hurts, you get three, you know, you want to get, you know, hopefully a solid quarterback back and then maybe two other players because Jalen Hurts is a huge fantasy producer. That's another trade that could potentially work for you. So uh, I just wanted to talk about the things that uh, did not go well on my predictions last week. Um, I told you to sit Matt Stafford. Actually, that went pretty good. Uh, I told you to sit Tom Brady. That went pretty good. I told you to sit Dak Prescott. That was a bad move. He scored 25 points. That's uh, that's not good. Um, I told you to start Tua. He scored 30. That's good. I told you to start Carr, and he scored uh, like two points. That's uh, not good at all. I told you to start Goff. He scored 18, so that's good. Um, running backs, I told you to start the running back from uh, Houston against Tennessee. He scored 17 points. Uh, I told you to start the running back uh, back up to De De uh, DeAndre Swift in Detroit. He scored 11 points, so that's pretty good. I can't – we'll call that a push. And then most start for the Dolphins. He scored 12 points. At Detroit, told you to sit Acres. Turns out that was a good call because he didn't really play. Zeke ended up being a scratch, and then I told you to sit David Montgomery. He scored 11 points. We'll just call it a push because he did okay, but probably not good enough for a starting running back on your team. Maybe as like a flex guy. Um, next, the receivers. I told you to start Mike Evans, 14 points. Pittman, 13 points. Lockett, 14 points. I told you to sit Brandon Cooks. He scored 11. Eh. told you to sit Dar Darnell Mooney. That turned out to be probably pretty good. He only scored seven. And then Amari Cooper scored 22 points. I told you to sit him. That was a mistake. Cincinnati's defense has been playing excellent. I was uh, convinced that they were going to, you know, if the game was going to be competitive, I thought it would have to be under 20 points both sides, right? Turns out the Browns played good defense because – the Bengals didn't have Jamar Chase. That was kind of like a shot. Like, that was a shocker, let's be honest. Uh, I told you to start uh, at tight end. I told you to start Taysom Hill. He scored eight points. We'll call it a push there because I had him on my team. But, you know, you might have been able to find somebody better. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, George Kittle, I told you to start 13 points. He's a hard one to, to put your mind around because George Kittle, he's such a great player. Yet, as a fantasy player, he's not very good. Like, one week he'll have to, you know, he's one of those guys, he'll score like 24 points one week, but then one week he'll score zero points because they just run the ball the whole game. And it's just, it's just like, it's just really hard to trust him. So you just got to keep an eye on matchups. And I thought that was a good matchup against the Rams. Turns out it was for a tight end anyway. Uh, Dallas Goddard scored 11 points. I told you to sit him though. So that's not good. And then Ertz also scored 11 points. I told you to sit him. Um, Keep in mind, when I'm giving you starts and sits, these are outside of people that I know you should automatically start, okay? I try to I try to give you people who you're not thinking about or people, you know, you got a bye week or you got someone who's hurt or something. 
trying to give you people that you, you may be like on the fence about. Uh, try not to give you people that are automatic starts or sits, right? Um, tr- turns out Chicago may be better on offense than we think. I There was a guy in my league who was thinking about dropping Darnell Mooney just because he's not doing anything. I was like, yeah, just just uh, just hold on to him. If you got Darnell Mooney, just just hang on him. Just you know, maybe don't you don't start him, but you just hold on to him. They just acquired another receiver opposite of him, a good one. So do not be surprised if that opens up their offense and allows their offense to just be better. And Darnell Mooney might start producing. So just hang tight. Um, the other guy you want to watch out for is Brandon Cooks. If you have him on your team, you probably, I mean, keep an eye over the next couple of weeks. He might just not. He might just sit out the rest of the season. So don't be surprised. And you may just drop him and make a roster spot for your team. Uh, the other one is Cam Akers. Uh, we're not sure if they're going to, you know, use him now because they didn't trade him, uh, the Rams. So keep an eye on that one. He could end up being a, a good player for you. Wouldn't drop him if you have him. Uh, going to defensive sits and starts. These are kind of weird, but I try to I try to find the best matchup for you. I try to help you out to at least not get you negative points. Okay. So this week or last week, excuse me, I told you to, to play the Niners defense. They scored five points. Okay. That's good. Uh, I told you to play the, the Patriots defense. That was a really good call. However, their, their point total didn't really add up. Like they, they played great. They only scored eight points on in fantasy though. You know, some fantasy leagues, they might have scored more, but Baltimore scored five points. So that those were all good starts. Uh, I told you to sit the Giants defense. That was kind of a mistake. They they scored seven points, which is pretty good for a defense. And then I told you to sit Arizona's defense. They scored five. Eh, call that a push. And then the Bucks defense, I told you to sit. They scored zero points. So that was a good call. Um, this week, my starts and my sits. Um, QB starts. I only have two each and sits. Two, two QB starts and sits. Jared Goff versus Green Bay. Uh, this is... I'm taking the over in this game. That's going to be one of my bets of the week. I'm taking the over in this game. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think Aaron Rodgers has a great week. That's my next starter. I'm starting Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers in this game. I think this is going to be a shootout. Jared Goff's going to get you at least 18. Aaron Rodgers is probably going to get you at least 18. So if you got a quarterback on a bye, either one of these guys is probably going to score points this week. Um, the other one that was on the fringe, I was thinking uh, uh, Fields versus Miami because Miami's beat up on defense. And the Bears offense actually looks competent. So that might be if you really if you know but if somebody already picked up Goff and Rodgers, consider playing field Justin Fields versus Miami. My sits, Tom Brady and Matt Stafford. These guys are not playing well in fantasy. They're Tom Brady's actually playing pretty good as a player, but in fantasy, they're terrible. So you may just end up dropping them. So don't it's weird to say you're dropping Tom Brady. It's just a it's like a baffling thing to say, but you may just need to do that. Uh, running back starts. Uh, this is a weird one. I was noticing that they're like limit. Uh, the Bucks right now are limiting Fournette's touches, and I actually think the Bucks believe they're going to be competitive later, and I think they might be saving him for later in the season. And if, if for those of you who've been following football as long as I have, they've uh, the Bucks have done this with Fournette in previous years. They kind of save him until the end of the season. They kind of give him a little reprieve. Just keep an eye on that. And I'm telling you to start his backup, Rashad White, which they really like, and he's really fast. 
Uh, I don't know if you watched the game. They were pretty. He's a pretty explosive player. I would start him this week, and I would sit Fournette this week. Weird thing. I know it's weird. Consider it. Um, Eno Benjamin for the Cardinals. Now, this is a weird one, too, because James Conner right now is technically playing. Just just keep an eye on it. If Conner's playing, yeah, obviously, don't play this guy, right? But if Conner isn't playing, you want to have this guy on your bench so you can play him. He's going to get a ton of touches, okay? Uh, the other one is the Atlanta running back, uh, Algier or something. Start him against the Chargers. The Chargers are terrible at on run defense. They are getting a little healthier. They just came off a bye. That's something to look at. I still think he's going to get plenty of touches. He's going to get chances. So it, maybe he doesn't produce the way you want. He should score about 10 to 15 points. Uh, the guys I want you to sit are Drake from Baltimore. He had a decent week last week coming in as a backup. He's a backup to Gus Edwards. Or I mean, anybody who watched football knows the Baltimore Ravens run like four backs, and you just don't know who's going to score. I would sit this guy even though he had a good week last week. Uh, Foreman, the running back for Carolina, who had like a huge week. Expect Cincinnati to come back really, really mad. Expect it. And expect them to play outstanding defense and their offense to be a lot more competent than it was even without Jamar Chase. Uh, this might be a bloodbath. I'm, I, one of my bets of the week is uh, Cincinnati minus seven. So, yeah, keep an eye on that. Um, wide receiver uh, starts. I like Alan Lazard against Detroit. Anybody against Detroit's pretty good. The only guys you can't trust really are those rookie receivers with uh, with um, maybe Romeo Dobbs you would consider. But, you know, anybody against Detroit's usually pretty good. But he's going to throw it to Lazard. Okay, and then my up my, – one of my starting tight ends is Tanyan this week. I mean, these guys, they should have a big week. Uh, the other guy I like is uh, the Baltimore receiver because Bateman is out right now for Baltimore is Devin Duvernay, who's the who's the uh, uh, return man for Baltimore. He's really fast. They use him in a lot of different situations. He's kind of – he's almost like a knockout. He's, like he's like a poor man's Cooper Cup, honestly, if you take a look at him and the way he runs routes and stuff. at They're, they're playing New Orleans, New Orleans – is beat up in their secondary. Uh, Jacksonville, their receivers, any of their receivers versus the Raiders. The Raiders' uh, back end is terrible. Um, you're obviously not going to play multiple Jacksonville receivers, but I think you're safe playing any of them. Kirk, uh, Zay Jones, uh, and then the I, the Ingram as a tight end against the Raiders for Jacksonville is another start I have. Um, so, yeah, my, my tight end starts are Ingram and Tanyan because they're playing bad defenses. And then my sits for receivers are Gabriel Davis against the Jets. Um, somebody pointed this out to me. Gabriel Davis, like if you go back to his games, he, he had a huge game in the playoffs last year. Outside of that game, can you like name a game where he had like more than three catches? Like you, you have to go back. Go back and look. Somebody pointed that out to me, and I was like, it's very interesting. Because, like, most of the time when his production comes in fantasy is, like, on a huge pass play. He's just a very interesting fantasy player because he'll have a big week. But to be honest, he's right. Like, he doesn't get a ton of targets. So I'm sitting him this week against the Jets. They got very good corners. Uh, Pittman at New England, again, another team with really good corners. They're going to take Pittman out of the game. He is their best player right now. Maybe not, you know. Jonathan Taylor at one time was their best player, which it looks like he might not even play. Uh, keep an eye on that, by the way. Pick up a backup running back for them. Okay. But Pittman's their best player. I guarantee you, New England takes him out of the game. Do not play Pittman this week. DJ Moore is the, it had a huge week last week. 
He had that Hail Mary caught touchdown, ended up, you know, not winning them the game, unfortunately. But DJ Moore uh, for the Carolina Panthers, who's a very good receiver, is playing Cincinnati, and Cincinnati's defense, I believe, is going to play a lot better this week. Uh, the other sits I have is Darren Waller versus Jacksonville, okay, the, the Las Vegas tight end. Even if he plays, has he ever made it through? Like, can you name the last time Darren Waller got through a football game? Like, maybe in the playoffs last year, I think he made it through the whole game. So it's like, I don't remember the, the last time he made it through a game. So I'm sitting him. I just don't trust him right now. Uh, Conklin, the Jets tight end versus Buffalo, uh, I would sit him. Yeah, so my top defensive starts are New Orleans versus Baltimore. Um, I think this game's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, New Orleans' run defense is very good. Just keep an eye on New Orleans to play good defense versus Baltimore. Uh, Cincinnati versus Carolina. Uh, I do, yeah, like I said, Cincinnati, I'm banking on them this week. Cincinnati's going to come back strong playing Carolina, uh, a team that really overachieved last week against the Atlanta team that's overachieving as well. Um, they're just, those are two bad football teams. Now Atlanta is a little better than we think. However, Atlanta on offense is better than we think. Atlanta's defense is not very good. They overachieved against a bad Atlanta defense who has been underachieving compared to their offense, which is overachieving. So anyway, Cincinnati to come back against Carolina, Green Bay. I'm telling you to sit against Detroit. I think Detroit's going to put us some points. Uh, Seattle, I'm telling you to sit versus Arizona. The last time Seattle played Arizona, they had a very good game against Arizona, right? I, I can't, uh, the point totals, I can't remember the fantasy points, but I'm sure they did very well this week. I don't believe they're going to do that. Well, Arizona has Deandre Hopkins. It's just a completely different story. Uh, keep an eye on Arizona to put up some points against Seattle. I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but I am saying it is going to be not a good fantasy week for Seattle. So looking at my bets from last week, um, I went one and four. Ugh. So I'm 14 and 10 on the year, which is, you know, I went from doing really good 11 and three to 14 and 10. That's not good. Right. But I'm feeling good this week. Now, the under of 39 in the Denver at Jacksonville game last week, I got. But the under of 42 and a half in Chicago at Dallas, who saw that coming? It was like a shootout. Uh, that was bad. Detroit plus three and a half. I missed that by half a point. Detroit lost by four versus Miami. And then Arizona plus three and a half at Minnesota. They lost by seven. And then Chicago plus nine at Dallas. They lost by 20. So. I, yeah, I missed on a couple, but a couple were, you know, close. And yeah, anyway, this week, looking at Atlanta plus three versus the Chargers at home versus the Chargers. Now, uh, I am not taking this right now. I would take it Sunday morning and see if this number moves to three and a half. Because if it's three and a half and Atlanta loses by three, you win. If Atlanta, if you take it at three, and Atlanta loses by, you know, three, it's a push. You know, you get your money back, but it's a push. And some places don't even give you your money back. So it just depends. Uh, I wouldn't take it at the moment, but see if it moves to three and a half by Sunday morning. So here are my actual bets. So Detroit plus three and a half versus Green Bay at home. They're at home getting three and a half points. I think they're going to keep this thing close. I don't think Green Bay is very good. However, I do think this game is going to be good. I take Detroit plus three and a half. I'm also taking the over of 49 and a half in this game. Same game, Detroit and Green Bay. And then uh, I'm going to take the under in New England and in Indianapolis. This is going to be ugly. 
Um, I'm taking under 41 points in that game. Then Cincinnati minus seven versus Carolina. I like the minus seven. I think they win by more than seven. However, you know, if this, you know, if you want to be somebody who play in the number, see if this number moves down to six and a half because it was at nine and a half. So if it moves down to six and a half, that's even better because uh, then if the Bengals win by seven, then you win the bet, you know, or more. If they win by seven or more, you win the bet. But if they, you know, if they lose, I mean, if they win by six, you lose the bet. So I think six, you know, or even if they lose, you know, if they win by seven right now, you're getting a push right now. So if it moves to six and a half, they win by seven, you're good. So, you know, six and a half is a better number, but whatever. I'm taking the seven because I think Cincinnati's going to, gonna it could be a bloodbath. I like Cincinnati this week. And this is James Montgomery, and this was the Stinger Podcast.